0: Hello everyone, my name is Pablo Calvo and welcome back to Mindful Testing. Today, I was able to sit with Nicola Lindgren to have a conversation about technical and non-technical QA, what does that even mean, and then how can we provide value if we ever found ourselves in one of these positions. Nicola is a very well-known person in the software testing community. She has written two books about software testing, which are very interesting, And then she also is working as a quality engineering manager currently for IKEA. Nicola was a very interesting guest to talk to because she doesn't have a background in engineering, which kind of brings a different perspective from my experience. And our conversations were really interesting. So hope you like them as I did.
1: you messaged me about this topic. Mm. I was trying to remember where I read about technical testing or technical testers. And there's this article by Claire Reckless on ministry of testing. And she defined it as being able to look under the hood and to understand what's going on. So that is technical testing is be, being able to go beyond the UI. So when I'm answering this question, I just wanted to clarify what I, mm. what, what at least what I mean. Um, I don't, I personally haven't seen a difference between um, some companies wanting a technical tester and some companies wanting a technical or a non-technical tester. Um, I've seen companies want testers who are technical as well, but can also uh, look at things such as consistency within the UI Um Making sure things meet, requ- uh, making sure the application meets requirements and so on. Uh, for me, the closest I can think that matches what you ask is around wanting dedicated uh, so-called manual testers, um, and dedicated test automation specialists.
0: Okay, but I think it goes a little bit beyond that. For example. The last time I was was mentioned about this technical testing, we were releasing pro, right? But then we didn't want to do a full release. We want to have a a URL that was exposed through an API. And then the developers were saying, oh, you know, um, we could just change the host file to point to the new server. And then you could be able to test as in pro, just nobody would see it. And then we need a technical tester for doing this. And I was like, that's just basically changing a host entry in your computer. Why does you need, like, to imagine you need to hire a QA? Why would you need to hire a technical QA just for doing that? Mm. But then mm-hmm. it goes beyond just being manual, right? Because they were tagging a technical tester as someone who just knows how systems work. You said it so, but this is a very simple thing. It could, I could be doing manual testing in my life and still know how to change a host file. Mm. So I think it goes a little bit beyond that. And then, so my question is then, let's put it this, this way differently. Imagine that you need to hire someone in your team. Uh, and then this person has no technical background and has been doing manual testing for so many years, but then you need some sort of technical skills.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are you going to consider that as part of your, of your interviewing process or just attitude is important and then you could say this person could learn just technical matters.
1: Okay. When answering this question, I want to be clear. This is based on my personal values, mm. not based on my role. Um, I value I value people being able to grow and interest in learning. So if that person showed an interest in learning, um, a lot of things can be taught and technical testing skills is another one of them. Um, but that would have to be an employee if it was, if we were bringing in a consultant, I'd expect them to have the skills. You could have someone who say starts off. Say, so, say for, for me, um, I don't have a technical background. I did economics in German at university. And in terms of becoming a technical QA, what people would have defined as a technical QA, um, I would not have met everyone's definition at the start. And then gradually over time, I think most people would argue, would struggle to argue against that idea. So for example, I started off with testing um, integrations between systems using SOAP UI. And then about a year later, uh, I was testing with Postman, um, using, um, looking at pull requests, um, started to learn test automation, uh, testing APIs with Postman and Paul. I'm just trying to think what else I did, using Charles proxy. Um, to edit requests and responses and adding breakpoints. So at that point, you're like, oh, probably most people would have started to call me technical QA. And then at some point, I was more active with writing test automation and the setting up test automation frameworks. So over the course of a few years, I think I would have met more and more people's definition of a technical QA. It was like a journey. But in terms of where exactly I like crossed that line, so to speak, I'm not sure when, because it would depend on who you spoke to.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah it's it's we agree it's very subjective and also yeah. again it i guess it matters on the project right mm. if by technical qa you mean a person who can do test automation a manual qa could also be very technical but doesn't know how to code right mm. so yeah. uh, that's very very broad okay so my next question is like do you think there is enough job market for both like technical and non technical qa because not everybody wants to do test automation. A lot of people mm-hmm. want to stay manual testing and mm-hmm. analyzing, being part of the, you know, the process, the changes, the business. A lot of people want to go to, let's say, be a product owner instead of a test automation. But they, they have to be Q at some point. But do you think there is still a lot of job market for manual testing?
1: Ooh, that's a tough question. Uh for me it's about perception so I think there will always be demand for good like I want to say hands-on testers ones who know how to assess risk and then communicate the risks and communicate their thought process um, and not just like and of course whether or not you choose to write test cases is another story but who know how to think criti- critically, critically.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but in terms of like managing expectations, since there's this perception of tests as just like checking things and that like any, I feel like some people think that anyone could test, you know, that's why they like yeah. the team could test and that, that it's not necessarily seen as a valuable skill. Um, you, you'd have to be good at communicating your, your, as an individual, you have to be good about communicating the value you add to the team. Um, answering your question around if there would be always room for a lot of manual testers or in the market uh, all I can say is for good people, yes, I that, think that's <laughs> yeah that was yeah, that was a long that,
0: pause <laughs> <it> makes me <laughs> think yeah no yeah i I think I, I agree somehow, you know, I also think there is always room for. I like to work with smart people, right? So there will always be room for smart people in my team, even though they're, mm. they're not technical. Uh, mm. Smart just don't mean like really smart, but then people who can be proactive. And I would say the people, sharp people, yeah.
1: But people who can like think critically and yeah. like communicate their thought process. Because like I've worked with people who were just like into hands-on testing. And then I would ask like, what did you test and why? Like they talk me through your thought process as to, what you were trying to uncover and they couldn't do that so then i'm thinking to myself well how can i trust what you did so for someone who could like convince me or explain to me okay this is the reasoning because i've seen this happen and then this problem came up and i thought oh i noticed there's a pattern between these two things i thought i'd investigate then you're kind of like okay maybe you're not a technical tester and you don't know how to code or anything but like you are good at uncovering information and risk then you you have value or you you have you have shown your value that's a different mm-hmm. thing. you've shown your value but something like a tester who i this i've seen they test and they find bugs and they go around raising bugs in a bug tracking tool saying it doesn't work and then there's no investigation to try and narrow it down um or there's no like clear strategy they're like oh we're going to test everything and if you don't let us test everything you don't give us like requirements that are clear then we can't do our job oh well i th- i think i think such people could struggle to okay. make, to find their place
0: okay so as it's kind of a side question but somehow related let's say there is a person who just jumped into QA. They they don't have a technical background. They for some reason landed a job in QA. What is like a good time span that you think this person would be technically enough to be able to do these things? Like, oh, let's, uh, I didn't know, because at the beginning they don't know what even an API is, for example. Mm. But then at some point you want them to be able to just, oh, the front end isn't working. Let's dig a little bit deeper, look, look at logs, let's communicate what's happening, right? What do you think it's like a fair amount of time that person who, who can just spend into developing these skills? Let's say maybe within a year or within five years.
1: Okay, if we if were to say that they could say test against an API um, and contribute to a existing test automation frameworks and not necessarily set it up, Uh, and look at behind the scenes in Chrome dev tools and understand like basic test concepts within a few months with the right team.